0: There's the fanfare. We hear it once a week. That means it's time for our weekly movie review with Matt O'Lean. Matt, welcome. The year is ending here.
1: It is ending. We're getting near awards time, and, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see what, I mean, I have an idea what the awards contenders are going to be, but we're going to talk about one of them today. Boy,
0: yeah, and I'm looking forward to your conversation about this. It looks like a weird movie to me, but (laughs) the movie is called Poor Things. Emma Stone has received wonderful reviews for her acting here, Matt. Did you like the movie?
1: Loved it. Uh, I think this is the best film yet from Greek director Yorgos Lanthimos, who also directed Dogtooth, The Lobster, Killing of the Sacred Deer, and The Favorite, with also Emma Stone and Olivia Colman. And this is gorgeously shot, uh, kind of takes place in kind of a never-never-never-land science fiction land of Victorian England, I would say, with Willem Dafoe as kind of a mad scientist, uh, doctor, And if you have paid attention to this movie, I would say it's Frankenstein meets Wes Anderson meets science fiction meets a little little bit of gothic horror. So I agree with you. I think this is a phenomenal movie. And I think it's his most personal film because you really attach to Emma's character. She plays a woman named Bella Baxter. And I can't give away too many plot details of her past. Her character has a past. She has a previous life. And if you've paid attention to anything, you know this is kind of a Frankenstein story where Willem Dafoe kind of reconstructs her, and she has this new persona, this new life, and she starts out very infantile. She's smashing. Uh, she lives at his estate. He kind of keeps an eye on her. A lot of you know, slapping around. A lot here. of slapping around. <laughs> she 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 smashes dishes. She doesn't know how to behave at the dinner table. But eventually, you know, as we see through this film, she has this transformation and almost becomes a feminist parable for our times as she grows into a woman with a brain and can make her own decisions. But initially, she is almost at the mercy of her doctor and Mark Ruffalo, who the doctor assigns to kind of keep her company, a sexual company. Let's just get that out there. This is a very, very... A frank sexual movie. I want to warn people if that bothers you. I've lost count of how many men she's with in this movie. Her character refers to sex as furious jumping in the early scenes because she doesn't know what no, she doesn't know what else to call it because she's experiencing this for the first time. The sex scenes are vivid. They're out there. It is borderline NC-17, but. I have not seen an actress commit to a role in recent years the way she commits to this role. It is a full-blooded commitment. She's funny when she delivers her lines. You know, she commits to the sex scenes. It's really an out-there performance that I think should win her second Academy Award. I don't know if it's going to do that because Lily Gladstone is in the mix for Killers of the Flower Moon. But ultimately, what I found with this movie as you near the end of it, uh, without giving plot details away, Craig is it becomes this journey of a woman. You're really following her journey, who's not bound by Victorian rules, who's not bound by Victorian society, and you keep wondering what is her next decision going to be. Is she going to break free from the doctor? Is she going to break free from the lecherous Mark Ruffalo character? What's going to happen? Uh, the set design is amazing. In some scenes, you have these little like trolley cars on 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 wires going around, and it's like, what what year are we in? This is not 1870 England, but it's all part of the kind of fairy tale land that Lanthimos gives gives you. I never got bored for one minute. I think it's going to be a little too out there for some audiences, but the reviews are good and people are going. the The theater was packed when I when I saw it last weekend.
0: So even though it's a Frankensteinish mm-hmm. type of movie the storyline was fresh enough for you
1: yes it was fresh enough because it's more than like a bride of Frankenstein situation I mean I love those old movies but as I said it has this kind of modern sensibility of her carving out her own career and how she does that you know she takes some very strange turns in this movie notably in Paris but how she carves this out and kind of figures things out for herself not to be beholden to a man, not to be beholden to Victorian society, is fascinating to watch. And I loved all three performances, but it's Emma's movie. It really is. She has these gigantic eyebrows that she, that she wears in the movie. But as I said, you, you feel like you're experiencing everything through her eyes for the first time. It's like experiencing something through a child, except she's a full-grown woman. But as I said, when you go to the movie, you'll find out why she kind of starts in this infantile stage.
0: The makeup that William mm. Defoe's character had throughout
1: oh. the movie looked great to me. It's amazing. I, I do. I do expect a makeup Oscar nomination for this movie. Yeah, he. It's. It and his backstory is interesting as well. He kind of explains it how he came to look like this and be like this, and that's kind of crazy as well. Sounds like his father was a mad doctor as well. But yeah, the makeup on William Defoe is just crazy. I don't know quite how they achieved it, but he he almost looks like you know, like a like a comic book character almost of sorts. But he's, he's a great actor. Fantastic performance by him. Ruffalo kind of plays this lecherous fop. And uh, Emma Stone is just, I think, brilliant. I think she should win her second Oscar, but, you know, it's hard to win that second Oscar. Sometimes they like to share the wealth around. And Gladstone would be a perfectly good winner and a groundbreaking winner as a Native American. But I think it's going to be hard to find a performance better than Emma Stone's this year.
0: I always like to ask you about the musical score, Matt, in this movie. What does it add or what does it not add? Very
1: creepy, very good. I liked it. Uh, I don't know that it's going to get a score nomination, but certainly it ser- it serves the serves the scenes well. She meets a lot of interesting characters along the way that I liked as well. It almost feels like a Homer's Odyssey, like, like this journey she's taking. And she meets strange characters along the way and befriends some and casts off others. So... It's a woman's journey through a kind of fairy tale neverland of the 19th century through kind of a Frankenstein lens. That's how I would put it.
0: Does it surprise you, Matt, that a movie like this was introduced over the holidays?
1: The reason it was is to garner awards support. So sometimes if a film wants awards notoriety, they're going to release in November and December to select cities. And so finally it's it's playing across North Dakota and Minnesota. But, you know, Barbie and Oppenheimer are going to prove that you can be released in the summer and still be right in there for best picture and and academy award nominations as they're going to be i think the best picture race is now coming down to barbie oppenheimer killers of the flower moon and poor things and all four of the directors of those movies will be in the director uh, nominations
0: be fun to look forward to that Mm -hmm. when oscar time rolls around matt is there one movie or two you're really looking forward to in 2024
1: oh boy i haven't really looked ahead at the new releases for 24 there's still a few from 23 i need to watch like the zone of interest And All of Us Strangers, I'll be be reviewing those in the coming weeks, along with Ferrari, which is getting very mixed reviews with Adam Driver. So those are probably the next three reviews I will do. But those are all Oscar eligible for 2023.
0: So we'll move, Matt, to the... Trivia part of today. Emma Stone, of course, as you I think mentioned earlier, has won one Academy Award for Best Actress for La La Land. She's been nominated for two other Academy Awards that she
1: didn't win. What were they? Uh, Birdman, 2014, for Supporting Actress, and The Favorite, 2018, for Supporting Actress. Well done, Matt. We've been to the movies with Madoline.